Good morning, Jeepa. This is Sabra and uh, Sophia. Sophia, who just uh, came home from um, her junior year at University of San Francisco and picked you up at the airport this morning, right? Yep, just about an hour or two ago. You missed your flight and uh, were in the airport for an additional six hours. Yep, got to hang out, meet some random people, um, sit in a sports bar for a few hours. It was pretty good. But you are home, and it feels great to be home, and we're talking to G-Pa right now. And what did you want to ask him about, Sophia? I wanted to ask him about homecoming, what he understands homecoming as. Okay, that's a good one, because I've, I just woke up, <laughs> and, and uh, I woke up at home. Yeah, nice yawn. See, that's proof that I that I just woke up. And it's interesting that you just flew at thirty five thousand miles up in the up in the sky and uh, you know across the United States. And uh, when you're up in the sky, you know there's a famous poem uh, by. Uh, a pilot, and it goes, Oh, I have slipped the surly bonds of earth and danced the skies on laughtered silvered wings. Sunward I have flown and flung my eager craft through footless halls of space, high, high up the delirious blue, where lark nor even eagle flew. Mm. I have reached out my hand and touched the face of God. Mm. I really like that because... Here's this pilot, uh, jet pilot, that's fighting in a war. To, and he, he, every time he gets in an airplane, you know, he's facing death. And he's up in the sky. Way up. And he's thinking about reaching out his hand and touching the face of God. I mean, it's... What, what a beautiful... Um, and a beautiful message for for the heavens. So when I think about homecoming, I think about the, the and I think his name is McGee, if I'm wrong out there, uh, you know, send me a letter. But uh, the, the, the idea of this incredible connection with your higher power, with an entity greater than yourself, high up in this in this space, is just awesome. Back 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 when television sets were first out on the marketplace, this was back in the fifties. At the end of the uh, at the end of the evening, they would sign off. They would would have a sign off time, and they would usually play that. Mm. Uh, poem and I would sit there in front of the TV in fact sometimes I would turn the TV on just before I was like 12 o'clock or whatever and listen to uh, McGee's poem and I would think of the man who wrote it you know who who as a jet pilot is talking and he sounds so spiritual yet you know in a minute he's going to be 
turning his plane down and killing somebody, you know, with it. It's like, it was like, oh my God, this, this is, this guy, I guess, uh, I guess in the Bible, Peter was, uh, had a sword and he was cutting people's ears off and stuff. So all of Jesus' disciples were not necessarily nice guys. Some of them were warriors. But, surly bonds of earth. Just think of the surly, surly bonds of earth. Because the bonds of earth are surly, you know, they're, they're full of difficulties, challenges, you know, almost like bullying, surly bonds of earth. And then dance the skies on laughter, silvered wings. And it's just, wow, man, what a, what are these words just bouncing into each other and just exploding with images. And I would dance on the wings. And, and always wanted to be up in the clouds, always wanted to, to run on top of those puffballs up there and, mm. and just enjoy the beauty of, of that uh, solace of the skies. And just like, oh, man, you know, and uh, reached out my hand, touched the face of God. Wow. Oh, my God. I, so maybe I wanted to be a poet because I listened to that poem, you know. And, and um, but I was envious. I was envious of this, and I always wanted to fly. I took a bunch of flying lessons, and I uh, in San Diego, and it was so oh, the skies are so busy with airplanes and everything. And even though I I was up there, and it was like just so busy, and and uh, and that means it was like dangerous. But anyhow, the the, uh, we, we didn't do any uh, my training we didn't get to any night training but, but I, my goal was to, to fly at night some night but the best would have been in a, in a jet you know screaming you know up in the sky so anyhow the, the, the idea of coming home is you know you, you, you go to some place like in that my in my mind anyway, where it's safe. Uh, the idea of a homecoming is I'm I'm going somewhere safe. Not every everyone has a homecoming, a home where it's safe because they they may have been uh, molested, they may have they may have been uh, abused, uh, or they may have had just horrible memories. And so, going home to some people is like torture. Uh, but for most people, it's it's a it's a place of uh, safety. When 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 uh, when I think of going home, uh, for not for myself, it was going to to Oregon, and when I would cross the border from California to Oregon, I would pull over and I would go into the big old Douglas fir trees, and I would hug them. They they were my family. So homecoming is is oftentimes the place or the atmosphere that you go to. It's it's also a a place of love and, and uh, uh, basically soul safety, where you feel your soul is so safe. Like uh, I know that Sophie, you're home with your family, and, mm -hmm. and you have this wonderful family, and you you give them all hugs, and, and those hugs are are safeties. But sadly, not everyone has a homecoming. They're they're homeless people. Uh, their souls are homeless, 
they don't have a place to go. Uh, they may look totally, you know, like a regular person on the street, but, but down inside they're homeless because in, in times of, uh, of, of both joy and times of sadness, they have no place to go. They don't have a home. So, you know, the idea that, that we, we are, you, you know, we're, we're, we're homebound or we're going home, it's such a joy for those who, who have one. Now, if one doesn't have a home or feels that they don't have a home of safety, they should probably make one. They should make a place where they're safe. When I was a little kid, I would run into the woods and sit there with my Douglas firs as parents and pick flowers and, and, and have little conversations with my environment. And I suggest that, that everyone do that, even here in crazy New York City. Mm-hmm. You could pick, pick out a bench and make that your home. You could go sit on that bench and, and have relationships with the environment that are around you, the, the buildings and the concrete. And just make that warm and you know and fuzzy and just like in that poem where you're 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 on a journey to a place where there's safety and uh, so people find that in museums, churches, hmm. you know um, there, there there are all kinds of homes that we can we can have. When I when I used to travel, I would go out of my way to go to a cemetery because I love cemeteries, and I would sit in the cemetery. And it was like a home, like I was here with all these strangers that weren't strangers, but they were friends. So it's up to me to find a home, you know, to always make a home, a place of respite, a place of safety, a place of security, uh, so that I can I can make life uh, special for that moment. I can make it like uh, a resurrection of my soul mm-hmm. with, my, with my friends, with my associates. I... I noticed that there's a beautiful statue of Abraham Lincoln in a in a park there, and uh, you know you could you'd make a, a statue your your home, and, and when you when you go home, you're just going to be safe. You're going to take that insanity, that madness, that pain, that suffering that you might be in at the moment, and you're going to pass through that into this doorway of safety in your home feel the arms and the loves and the hugs of all of those who love you. And that's a wonderful feeling. So if you don't have it, get it. And if you have it, keep it. Take care.